Welcome to an exciting new series of the Accelerate Performance Lab podcast. I'm your host, Riley Witt, and I'm thrilled to introduce you to Athlete Breakdown. In this episode series, we'll take a closer look at the running metrics that shape our athletes' performances, from classic VO2 max to lactate threshold and recovery rates. Our goal is simple yet important to help our athletes with actionable steps to make new heights by identifying areas for improvement and charting actionable steps to make that jump in performance. Whether you're a seasoned competitor or just starting your journey, these episodes are designed to offer practical advice that you can incorporate into your training regimen. So get ready to dive into the world of running metrics, science, and transformation. Join us on this journey as we unlock the secrets to reaching peak performance, one metric at a time. chillest dude in america tommy hensley congratulations like huge meet last saturday yeah johnson you you had a pretty conclusive win there did you feel like you were fit enough to walk away with the win pretty easily or it was it a little bit of a surprise yeah you know that race was kind of there's a little bit of strategy behind it knowing how the johnson team just has a great like they've got good depth on their team so my strategy behind it was um, kind of sit with them for the first couple miles and see how it goes. So it actually went out pretty easy. I want to say we were like 520 and then 1030 around there for the first mo- couple miles. And then I, I decided around a thousand to kind of start going. And that's when it was only uh, me and Braden Pickin hmm. who could keep going after that and just worked out in my favor. So so a, a K to go. So what did you split? Do you know for the last like mile? I want to say around five ten. I don't know the full or one point one. So it definitely picked up the pace quite a bit. It wasn't anything crazy, but yeah. And I'm sure yeah. it was probably a little warm. And you know, I don't know what the course is like there at Johnson, but yeah, pretty conclusive, pretty solid run for your first time out. Like, have you always been a smart racer or is that something that you've kind of learned from Ben and you've learned from the Accelerate boys? It's something I've definitely had to learn as I kind of grew as a runner. Freshman year, like when I was younger, I was I, I didn't have any foot speed at all, really. So I got out really slow and I have to try to weave through the other runners to pick it back up and whatnot. And I run like which was the best way for me. So obviously after racing a couple of years, I figured out that if I can get into a good pace, that's like right for me, not anything like slow, obviously, but I figured out towards the end of the race, I always have a little bit more than I would think I have. I can always pick it up in the end, finish hard, pick off a couple guys. So that was something I've just learned by running. <laughs> yeah. So the, the previous two episodes we really just jumped right into the metabolic profile and the the testing. And I'm kind of regretting, kind of just implying that everyone knows what testing is like, but I I didn't get into that. And I also am regretting not hearing more from the athlete's story. So before we get into what testing is like, and maybe a little bit into your metabolic profile, starting from, I guess we could start all the way from junior high. I'm guessing that's when you got into running until now um what's your story that that got you here and when did accelerate come into the picture yeah so accelerate was very late in my story even all the way back to elementary school at my school i was just kind of the kid that runs we had a running club at my school and all recess long i'd be running and then i got into middle school cross country 
And I was like, these kids from other schools are good. I was like fifth or sixth best on my team. They're all good athletes and whatnot. Um, but I just slowly started to realize like I could be a good runner. I was like, I'm not great, but, but I'm, I'm not bad, you know? So as I transitioned into high school, I made varsity my freshman year, which was a big thing for me because we had a pretty good team, it seemed like at the time. Uh, so to get there was good, good for me. But it wasn't till like freshman year track. I, I actually remember it specifically. <laughs> there was a winter set track meet I was racing a mile at and I ran like 447. But I was just like, whoa, I got third place in this meet. I was like, what what if I like start trying harder? I start putting more into this. And that's when I kind of decided I wanted to be a runner, be good at this. Um, so then sophomore year, I started working harder. That was the year I kind of decided I was like, oh, these kids are great runners. They're running winter indoor meets. I was like, that looks really cool. But it wasn't until my junior year I got involved with Accelerate. It was like November. So just after the cross country season, and it's just been great. I've seen improvement. Um, I've made great friends. It's just been real fun. So junior year, you were still running well. I found that a lot of the stories that are like, oh, I was really had a tough season and then I was looking for something and I found Accelerate. For you, it really wasn't that. You were, you were running well all throughout high school and then you just stumbled upon this group. What was it that led you to make the decision like, oh, I think I can make a, a leap in, in performance if I maybe invest something into this program? Yeah, I was running decent. Um, I had a bad state meet, which is kind of, mm. I've never had like a great state meet. So I was kind of down on myself about that. But I was like, I'm just going to work hard. And I really wanted to do those indoor meets and train all year around. So then after the cross country season, my dad and I were like, we were looking around a few different places who does this kind of individual training stuff. And we just, we saw Accelerate. Some of the athletes are really good athletes, obviously. And really it was, I think the scientific part of it that kind of struck out to me, just everything you find out from the testing and all the data you can get from the blood. I thought it was really intriguing. And that's really what set me up with Accelerate. I love hearing that where you're able to inspire like someone to to look further and know that there's something else out there. You said the science part of testing. Explain to the people who might not have gotten tested before, maybe might be looking into it, like what that testing process looked like. I know when I just started, it looks a lot different than it does now. I used to, you know, I had to use the metabolic cart. So I had the the VO2 mask and it was just a, a terrible process. The whole test took too long. It hurt too much. It was just not fun. And now it's, it's a lot smoother. Yeah. So first time going in there, it's a little nerve wracking. You're like, okay, I'm here. You know, he's got two treadmills set up. One's got a harness on it. You're like, what's going to go on here? Um, <laughs> So it's really chill once you get in there. You get a nice warm up and stretch everything. And then depending on where you've run, like PR wise, Ben decides what paces you're going to run. So for me, my first time in there, I was like, my first mile was 510. And so you get on there, you run your mile, it's on a treadmill. So you just don't get it off. Um, after the mile, he pricks your ear and gets a blood sample uh, to text, test the lactate. And Really, he reads it a couple of times. I think it's three or four minutes before you go again. And then it's that repeated three times uh, with slightly different paces in between each of those reps. 
And then you go on to kind of the big one, the all out test, which has been obviously the hardest one. Uh, for me, he picks a pace in between my 800 and 1600 PR. And then it's, you go as far as you can. The ultimate goal would be to like get to a mile. That'd be a great run. But yeah, you just go as far as you can. Uh, like I said earlier, there's a harness you're wearing. So if you do fall over, faint, whatever, you're all good. But yeah, it's not fun while you're running. But then afterwards, you're like, that was kind of, I kind of just did a crazy workout, you know, all those miles and then an all out run. So yeah, it's a cool process. Yeah. So essentially what you're trying to find is the slope of the lactate curve. And then we use the max tolerance at the end to, it goes into our algorithm. So we're able to find VO2 max within reasonable accuracy from lactate data, which is kind of revolutionary. And a lot of people thought that was not really possible and sell this new algorithm by inside. So we're able to find VO2 max, lactate threshold, carb max, fat max, a load of different metrics that go into your metabolic profile through what Tommy just explained. It really is a fun time. Like I enjoyed testing except for those like three minutes I was on the treadmill for the last test, but it was all worth it. And like you said, you enjoyed it afterwards. You're like, wow, I really just did that. And I really kind of got a good workout out of it. It's kind of a little love hate relationship type thing. I'm like (laughs) going into it. I'm like, okay, it's going to be great. I'm way better than I was three months ago or whenever I tested. But then I'm just kind of like, oh boy, like just focused on the all out. I'm like, this is going to suck. But (laughs) no, it's, I mean, it's just like a race. You got to get in there and do your best. Uh, Once you get in there, I've found, I look just straight off the treadmill and I just try to zone out and just, just glide with the pace, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's fun. I'd say it's a great workout. And who doesn't like spending a couple hours with Ben, right? He'll, he'll be chirping in your ear the whole time. It'll, it'll make it go by so fast. <laughs> oh, boy. Ben's, Ben's a great guy. There's tons of funny moments, though, at our speed class and whatnot. He's always uh, quoting The Office. Big fan <laughs> of The Office there. Yeah, I always find it quite awkward. He quotes it like I should be laughing, but I've never seen it. So I don't <laughs> understand or get the, get the reference. I catch a little hate for that, but I have not watched The Office all the way through. Yeah, yeah, me neither, but I don't care. I'm not going to waste my time on that show. Anyways, moving to the data part, I think this is, we, we got a good backstory from your story. You're obviously a very talented runner and have made big improvements throughout your whole high school career. But, you know, times only say, say so much. Those are what we really care about. But if you're looking at how those times actually came to be, obviously lots of hard work, but those hard work depicted or painted a picture of what's happening under the hood. So if we're looking at your data, you've got a 77.3 VO2 max, which we'll, we'll look at a, a previous test here too. I think that'd be kind of fun to compare and a 0.37 VLA max. So a little bit different than Charlie and Abel, the, the two previous podcasts. We had very high VLA or VO2 max, but also VLA max was pretty high. Yours is more mid-range VLA. So it'd be interesting to look at yours and what you could do differently. Has your, Tommy, has your VO2 max always been pretty top level in, in relation to your VLA max? Or has that shifted drastically over the years? You know, I've seen my VO2 max has changed. It's gone up and down a little bit just when working with Accelerate. I think coming in, I was 74, something like that. And I took a big jump after my first, I guess, winter training with Accelerate. 
then I dropped back down a little bit after a change in workouts. So I think they definitely, they've both definitely been changing. So you kind of see that when you're going into a more aerobic sport like cross country, you see a big spike in that with good training, obviously not just in the nature of the sport, but with good training, you'd like to see a jump in that when you're moving to cross country and then you're moving into track season, you switch workouts, you know, you're working out with your team or whatever. And you saw a little bit of drop in VO2, which isn't always a bad thing. Like, you know, the body's a very complicated system. And when you're trying to move specific pieces, it's hard to get everyone to move in the direction you want because you're working with so many different variables. So maybe you're trying to increase your lactate tolerance and you've got to do loads of high lactate work where you're just flooded with lactate for a long period of time. But that might manipulate your VO2 max. It might drop it a little bit. It might raise your VLA max. And you're not trying to change those things, but you are indirectly. So it's not a flaw necessarily in your like coach's training or something like that. But it's just very difficult to change all the things in the correct direction that we want to. So it's it's not that easy. So yeah, you had an 81.9 VO2 max last February. So you were coming off of cross-country season and a good winter training. And then when you're racing a little bit more, it dropped down to about 77.3, which is still very good VO2 max. Like you obviously are working very hard. Tommy, what's your what was your mileage at this summer, can I ask? Yeah, this summer... I picked it up quite a bit from what I have been doing recently. Early on in the summer, I was I started around 40, worked up. I peaked at mid-50s. I think I got 58 one week. That was towards the end of the summer. And now I've dropped it down. I'm like mid-40s again. I, tr- I try to hit around 45 a week. That's really good and, and honestly safe. It's not nothing crazy. Like You should have a good season with that. Nobody's really going to argue that more running is a bad thing unless you get hurt or you're just overly tired for all the workouts. So I guess that was oversimplification, but I guess we're looking at VLA max. Your VLA max was 0.53 coming off of cross season and a winter training season. And now it's 0.37. So you dropped significantly in your VLA max coming up to cross country season, which Big props, big props to you, big props to to Ben. Like that is going to show massively. Like if you were running a 5K with that 0.53 or whatever it was, VLA, you'd probably be in a little bit of hurt. You'd be in my case. Like it's it's not a fun time to be dealing with that amount of lactate for 15 minutes or 16 minutes or whatever you're running. But now that you've lowered that, you're sitting in a very good spot. Could you put your finger on what workouts might have helped on that? Honestly, I'm not exactly sure which ones totally did it for me. I do know it was a big thing coming in though, having that 0.5. Ben Ben had told me and my dad when we were there that he's like, that's kind of crazy. He's like running cross country races with that. He's like, that's that's a lot of excess work that you're doing there. So that was a big thing with him making my workouts that he wanted to drop it down to that range in the 0.34. Which yeah, props to him again for for making that happen. But that's the the beauty of working with a coach that knows what they're doing. You don't have to know what workouts are doing what. And I don't think athletes should have to worry about that too much um, unless they're into that because they need to focus on what they need to focus on. They need the main thing needs to be the main thing and they don't need to be worrying about like, oh, maybe I did that rep too hard. Maybe I did it too easy. No, just 
do exactly what your coach tells you. <laughs> so was this summer filled with uh, some like threshold tempo work? Like what, what did your summer look like? Every Monday I had my threshold miles. It was started around five. I got up to seven of them. And then same actually with tempos. I had Monday, Wednesday workouts. Uh, so Wednesdays were my tempo where again, I started with five and worked my way up tempos. You're lagging. Okay. You're back. That's perfect. That Like that's exactly what we wanted. And it obviously worked when you're looking at your data from after your winter training block into your summer training block clearly worked. It clearly did exactly what we wanted. And you were able to lower that VLA max or the anaerobic capacity down. And let's look at your threshold. Your anaerobic threshold is 5.35. It's still 5.35. So all that threshold work, the Jakob Ingebrigtsen fans out there will be like, oh, his threshold has to go up, right? Because we did all that threshold work. Well, nope. Nope. It's the exact same. And so people will be like, well, so then he's the same fitness, right? No, you're missing so many different pieces. You're missing like VO2 max. You're missing VLA max. You're missing the amount of lactate you're, per- you're able to produce. So with that said, Sure, we would like to see that threshold go up a little bit, go a little bit faster. But with the drop in VLA max, and I guess I haven't looked at your tolerance, but overall, it probably is a good thing. One last thing I want to look at here is your tolerance. We touched on a little bit in the last two episodes, and I I don't want to go too deep into it, but let's just look at it. So your tolerance previously was 11.8, which is not crazy high at all. About equivalent of like a Peyton Noe or something. Nothing crazy high, but she's able to be very elite with that level. And now your tolerance is 8.6, which to be honest, Tommy, like that's that's pretty weak. (laughs) You can do better than that. (laughs) You're able to tolerate 8.6 millimoles of lactate in your bloodstream at one time. That's for me, that would be like walking up the stairs, dude. Like, come on, you you gotta suck it up a little bit. Put your big boy pants on. That was a that was a rough test, my last one. So <laughs> there there are definitely some things that my very first test, my I could hold up a lot more than that, but I can't remember exactly what it was going into that test. It was just wasn't my day and clearly <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe take some caffeine. I don't know. You need some watch some David Goggins or something, get your motivation up. But but on a real note. Is that something you struggle with when you're going into a workout, you're in like the third rep of mile repeats or something. Is it hard for you to find motivation during the workout or is it hard for you to find it like before the workout? Can you, you don't really want to put your shoes on and work out or has that never really been an issue? No, I think generally I'm ready to go. Cause you know, I want to see myself getting better. Uh, so I think I get more motivated even throughout the reps on the, mm third, fourth reps, what, whatever I'm on, I try to push it harder and be even faster. So, yeah. So it might be one of those things where you're like, Oh, I care so much about this. You know, I, I want my training to be good. So I want to do well in this test. So you're kind of getting in your head a little bit. I don't, I'm not concluding anything. It might right. be, it might not be, but that might be something. If, if you find motivation easy in workouts, that's the only thing I could imagine is the case, but what are you doing for workouts now that you're in season and with your coach? I'm actually this year. I'm we're trying it a little different this year. We're kind of doing a little bit of a mesh. Uh, 
for the most part, I'm going to stick with what Accelerate's doing, but you got to shift it around a little bit for when meets are, what days of the week and whatnot. And that includes what? I'll get a threshold. I'll do some mile repeats depending on when the meet is throughout the week. Uh, the meet could become my tempo workout where I'll do a tempo afterwards after mm-hmm. the race and then obviously cool down after that so I can get more mileage on the day. But other than that, I'll use the tempo on my meet day, like I said, and then my long run will become more of a progressive run where I get faster as it goes on and then keep it pretty easy, but have quite a bit of mileage on my recovery and easy days. I'll get up to like nine miles. Everything Tommy just said, listen to. (laughs) He's kind of got it figured out. That's exactly what he wants if you're looking like that. Now, how do you know you're going to look like that? You're not until you actually get tested, until you actually like look under the hood and see your numbers. But with those type of numbers, it looks like he's, sounds like at least he's doing as close to what his body needs to move the numbers in the right direction. Your goal probably right now is to increase that threshold as much as possible. So those threshold works also increase your aerobic capacity. Your VO2 max can go up a couple of points because we've seen it go up a couple of points, but while also keeping that VLA down. So your goals right now, one, push VO2 up Two, keep VLA about where it is. If not, we can probably suppress it a little bit more, but it's not as big as a, of a deal. We can keep that right about where it is. And then three, increase your threshold. So it looks like your training. So rewind the episode, listen to what he was doing. It's probably going to do exactly what you're hoping or thinking it's doing. So as long as you stay the right path, get some good recovery in, you're going to be set up for a pretty good season. I'm excited to to watch what happens for you at state and for what happens to you postseason. But before we end this podcast, I want to know, like, what do you got going on next? What's your big, big events next? What What should we be excited for? I'd say just definitely stay tuned. Past few years, cross country, definitely. I've not shown I, what I think I'm capable of. So as the season uh, goes on, I'd say keep a lookout. There's, I think there's going to be a lot changing from my previous seasons to now. Um, and that goes for track as well. Yeah. Okay. Mystery, man. We're going to keep it a little quiet, but I like it. I think that there's some value in here. And I think just getting a grasp around what testing is like and what you can glean from that is super helpful to people but thank you for your time tonight tommy and best of luck in the the rest of your season that brings us to the end of the third episode of the athlete breakdown a big thank you to tommy hensley for sharing his story and taking us behind the scenes what it's really like to get tested at the lab I think next Athlete Breakdown, I'm going to have on Claire Helmers to get a female perspective and really to discuss her insane early season so far and what she's done differently to make that happen. If you found this episode insightful, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, or sharing it with someone who might benefit from this knowledge. Stay tuned for next week as I talk with Colette Beyer and we discuss personal athlete branding and NIL deals in the college space. So we'll see you again next week on the Accelerate Performance Lab podcast.